Welcome back to the One Truth Podcast. This is Aaron, and today's episode, I want to talk about fear and comfort. I think uh, with all the things that have been going on for, gosh, now over a year, um, there's a lot of different kinds of fear that's going on, just as it does in everyday life. And um, obviously, it's important for us to understand what God's Word says about fear, whether we should even have fear. Um, and, you know, if you think of all the different things that you might encounter in your life, I don't know too many people. Well, um, yeah, I guess it would be too late for this, but I don't I don't think I've encountered too many people who eventually suffered all the things that Jesus suffered um, and definitely didn't necessarily know what, uh, what they were going to encounter, you know, um, whether it be somebody who's, you know, been over in the Middle East and been beheaded or whatever. Um, you think of the thing that's, that Jesus knew he was going to go through and, um, the fact that he willingly suffered for our sins. Um, you know, there, there's a lot, you know, aside from the fact that he is the son of God, um, and had at his beck and call as many angels as, as he wanted, uh, to protect him. He knew that he still had to go through what he had to go through. Um, and you know, he, he can be the example for us, uh, when it comes to fear. Um, and it's important for us to also know, if fear can be a sinful thing, uh, or if there is such a thing as a righteous fear and, and definitely the Bible tells us, uh, whether there are such things. So, um, you know, as always, I want to use scripture. I don't want to use, uh, my opinion for the justification. Um, but we can read here that there is, uh, what I would classify as a sinful fear. And there's a couple of different scriptures that we can read where, you know, we find that there is such a thing as a sinful fear. Um, or, you know, one place that we can hear uh, what God's direction is for us with regard to fear is from Jesus. And if we go to Luke, uh, so if you open your Bibles and go to Luke 12 or your Bible app, uh, in verse 4, now this is Jesus speaking uh, to, to his disciples. He says in verse 4, And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body and after have no more they can do. He's telling them, you know, don't be afraid of man. You know, once once they do, they kill the body, there's nothing else they can do to you. You know, I've, I've said this to my teen class over and over again. Um, and, you know, if, if you believe what the scripture says and the earth is, you know, I don't know, roughly 8,000 years old, and then you look at the length of man's life, uh, at least now, we're not talking Methuselah and, and some of the Old Testament individuals, but we're talking uh, now. Uh, and let's say you, you're fortunate enough or maybe unfortunate enough, depending on how you want to look at it, of living 100 years. Uh, and you take 1,000 and you divide that by 100 to see what fraction of time we spend on this earth. And it's very minuscule compared to the amount of time that earth has been around and to the amount of time that we have after this death, um, after this life here, um, this physical life. So to be honest with you, the things that we can encounter now just pale in comparison to the things that we can encounter in the future after our death, if, if you really think about those things. 
Um, but you know, that's what Jesus was saying is, is like, don't fear somebody who can just do something to this, this vessel, this body. Um, you know, and later on, we're going to read that he tells us that we should fear, you know, him that can kill the spirit, you know, uh, him that can put the, the spirit in hell, you know, basically fearing God. Um, but you know, the other part of it too, is if we have fear of things here on earth, um, then really it's a weakness of our faith. You know, because if we truly have the faith that we should have, we know that God's in control of things. We know um, as a Christian, uh, we shouldn't have fear that we won't have a way to provide for our family because we know that God being, you know, the almighty father, that he's there to provide for us, that we'll have the things we need. Um, and and if we, if we have a fear of man here on earth, it can lead us to do things that would go against God. Um, and we don't need to look any further than, than what happened with Peter. You know, Jesus told him that he was going to deny him three times before the cock crows and what happens? Well, we can read in John. So open your Bible and go to John and John 18. Uh, it's talking about after Jesus had been taken away, starting at verse 15, it says, and Simon Peter followed Jesus and so did another disciple. That disciple was known unto the high priest and went in with Jesus into the palace of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door without when then went out uh, that other disciple, which was known unto the high priest and spake unto unto her that kept the door and brought in Peter. Then saith the damsel that kept the door unto Peter. Art thou as one of of this man's disciples? He saith, I am not. And you know, he later goes on to deny him again, and then even the third time he 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 profanes Jesus' name. He's he's you know pretty pretty aggressive in saying that no, I'm not one of the, his disciples. So um that sin of him denying Jesus before man um, was due to fear. He was afraid, you know, they had taken, obviously his faith, uh, was not as rock solid as he tried to tell Jesus. You know, he, he pulls out his sword when Jesus is taken into custody and whacks off a dude's ear and said, you know, acts like he's about ready to just fight. And, um, I don't know a speculation, but, you know, I think maybe they thought because the Jews, um, and in a lot of the Jews to this day think that, um, the old Testament is talking about the Christ coming back and restoring a kingdom here on earth and being some great and powerful ruler here on this earth. Um, and, and Jesus told us many times that his kingdom is a spiritual kingdom, that that, that was not his intent. So it almost makes me wonder if maybe, you know, Peter had thought that, okay, as soon as it starts to go down, Jesus is going to like, you know, use these powers to, you know, take things out. And, you know, I can be bold because I think that Jesus is going to use the power to strike everybody down. So he whacks off the dude's ear expecting, you know, um, him to step up with all his powers. And when that didn't happen and he went willingly into custody, you know, obviously Peter's uh, faith was shaken. You know, they he probably questioned whether or not Jesus really was the son of God. And to the point that he had more fear of man than he did of the consequences of denying God or denying the son of God to man. 
And, and that's, that led to the sin of him denying Christ three times. Um, you know, and Jesus warns us of that. If you go to Matthew 10 in verse 33, Jesus says, but whosoever shall deny me before man, him will I also deny my father, which is in heaven before my father, which is in heaven. Um, you know, so obviously we want to make sure that not only that confession of faith when we're straightway to be baptized, when we're saved, but on a regular basis, we want to make sure that everybody knows we're a Christian. That, that, that should be the leading thing for us, that when people see us, that they see us as a Christian first and foremost, rather than something to fear ridicule or, you know, in, in some countries, you know, the being a Christian could lead to, you know, jail time. It could lead to death. It could lead to torture. It could lead to all kinds of things. But again, that's where, you know, Jesus telling us not to fear man uh, because not to fear him that can kill the body, but to fear though the one true God who can uh, send our spirit to hell. Uh, in reality, he wouldn't be sending us to hell. We would be sending ourselves to hell uh, with our actions. So having a fear of man uh, can lead to sin. And sometimes it's easier said than done, uh, but there's plenty of examples in the Bible of making sure that that fear of God has more power over our actions than any kind of fear of man. And, you know, the first one that comes to mind to me when I think of having resting in God's comfort enough to, to not fear what consequences man was about to carry out to us would be Stephen. So if you go to Acts 7, starting in verse 54, you know, it's funny because you look at the parallels between the sermon, I'll say, quote unquote, sermon that Peter gives on the day of Pentecost and the sermon here that Stephen gives. And if you read them, they're very similar. Peter's telling the group of, of people that are gathered there uh, around the upper room where they'd come down after the cloven tongues had come down on the disciples. And he's telling all these people here how they've killed you know, they've killed all the, the uh, previous prophets, that they've killed Jesus, who was the Son of God, that they've done all these things, and how horrible it was, all the things they had done. And those people, a portion of them, were pricked in the heart to the point that they wanted to know, well, what do we need to do to redeem ourselves? What do we need to do to be saved? How do we fix this, right? And they had received the word to some degree willingly. I'm sure there was a lot more than the 3,000 that were added to the church, but at least some had um, listened to this and became Christians at this time, right? They were the, the first ones to be added to the church after at, at the, the start of the church. And then you see here in Stephen, in, in earlier on in Acts 7, Stephen's telling them the same exact thing. Uh, and, you know, he tells them, you know, you're stiff necked, you're, you're just like your fathers and your mothers. You just, you know, you, you're, you've done all these horrible things to try to provoke the same reaction that, that Peter got. And, uh, but it's a totally different reaction with what's said here. Reading from Acts 7 verse 54, it says, when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he being full of the Holy Ghost, he being Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. 
Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran on him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. So, you know, we read in this case, you know, they were pricked in the heart, but the reaction was an anger rather than a repentant um, reaction. Took them out of the outer, you know, the outer part of the city and then stoned them to death. And the reason I use this example is, you know, obviously Stephen could have been scared as soon as they heard this and they ran on him and said, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that, you know, I beg for forgiveness, something. Right. He could have said something to them. But instead, you know, being filled with the Holy Ghost, which which gave him the words to speak and and gave him the knowledge. He looks up into the sky and sees Jesus standing on the right hand of God and says it out loud, you know, that that this is what he's seen. And yet those people don't react like, you know, really, he's seen this. They they continue. They stop their ears up. They're they're like little children. If any of you um listening have toddlers or have had toddlers, you know they're no longer toddlers now. But remember them plugging their ears, going la la la. I'm not listening. You know it's essentially what this group of people did. And then not just that, but then to stone him to death. And then we read at the end of this that um you know they took their coats and laid them at the feet of. Uh, Saul, which later on becomes Paul. Uh, you know, this is Saul of Tarsus as a young man, and then later on becomes uh, Paul, who who helps to really push um, the the Church of Christ um, all over the place. You know, travels uh, all around. The fear of the Lord was greater than the fear of man in Stephen, and and he didn't react like maybe many of us would. Hopefully not. Hopefully we would have the same reaction that, you know, we would be filled with the love and joy of God so much that we would know that uh, no matter what's done to us here on earth, we have a better destination. So there is a righteous fear, and that righteous fear is God. So we don't need to fear man. We don't need to fear uh, anything that can happen to us in this life here because the, the fear of God should outweigh that. If you think of growing up, uh, many, many times uh, I know kids will have more fear over one parent than the other. And if one parent tells you something, you really don't listen to it. And if the other parent who you have the fear of because of the punishment tells you something, you make sure that you do that. And that's kind of the way you walk the line, right? It's the the one who has the worst consequences is the one you listen to. And in this case, the worst consequences that that we could have would be from God. And those consequences should lead us to learn uh, the rules or learn God's law, learn how we need to live our lives so that our final destination is heaven and not hell, right? And we're told this. So if you go to Proverbs 1 and verse 7, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And the knowledge that it's speaking of here is the knowledge of God, the knowledge of his, uh, his one, his plan of salvation for us, and two, um, the parameters in which we're supposed to live our life, right? So that knowledge, fearing God, 
going, okay, I don't want this to happen to me. So, well, how do I prevent that from happening to me? Well, I need to learn all the, the rules and regulations, right? So, you know, you think of the first time you get into a car, if, if you watch that, you know, movie they used to have you watch in driving school, the blood on the highway, and, you know, you see all these accidents, there should be enough fear there to go, wow, I just need to make sure that I know all the rules of the road and I'm driving around in a death machine. So I should be scared to the point that I know everything thing I need to know so that I don't kill myself in this thing, um, which typically goes away and it doesn't happen. But uh, but the fear of God should lead us to that knowledge of God and his word on how and how to please him. So that's where the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So we fear God, we fear the wrath of God, and that leads us to start to gain the knowledge of God's word. You know, we can read later on in Proverbs 14 in verse 27, it says the fear of the Lord is the fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. You know, that that fountain of life is a spiritual life that that it, it sprouts up from God's word, which is only studied if we have a fear of the Lord. Right. And that snare of death would be the spiritual death, which is hell. You go to Philippians two in verse 12, it says, wherefore, my beloved. And this is Paul writing to the church in Philippi. He says, wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So he's saying, listen, you know, I know you've listened while I've been there, but also while I'm not there, you need to make sure you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And when we say fear and trembling, not fearing trembling like you sit in your closet, you huddle into a ball, and, you know, you're scared and you're trembling like, you know, somebody running from a psycho in a horror movie or something. No, that fear and trembling, again, is the fear of the wrath of God. You know, if any of you all had a father who was a firm father, but a loving father, you had a fear of the punishment of your of that father, but you knew that your father loved you and wanted to provide for you. But there was consequences when you when you didn't obey the rules. Right. And that's the way we should be with God. And, you know, more so than ever, we have to keep in mind that it's individually we have to work out our own salvation that I can't work out my kids and my wife's salvation for them. They have to do that on an individual basis. And this was Paul's direction to the church was for you all to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, fear of God, which should lead us to knowledge and also lead us to make sure we stay away from all those things that can uh, cause us to, you know, fall away from our salvation, right? If we read in Luke 12, in verse 5, Jesus, after he had just got done telling them not to fear uh, him who can kill the body, he turns around in verse 5 and he says, But I will forewarn you whom ye shall fear. Fear him which after he killeth hath power to cast into hell. Yes, I say unto you, fear him. So what he's saying is, is don't be afraid of those who can kill the body, but be afraid of him that can kill and cast you into hell. Be afraid of God because not only can God take your life, but then he can take you and cast you into hell. And and hell is eternal. You don't get just, this is not time out. You know, if, if anybody listening here grew up with the whole time out thing, you know, that's not how God works. 
the way God works is when you go into timeout, that's forever. And it's not going to be you go sit in a corner and think about what you did. It's going to be you're in many torments and you have all eternity to think about the times that you had the opportunity to become a Christian and didn't. The fear that we should have is a fear of God. And other than that, we shouldn't fear anything. Um, does that mean that uh, once you become a Christian and you start to study that there's going to come a point where you don't ever have any fear? Of course not. I mean, we're, we're human. Uh, as much as we want to make sure that we're that way, uh, there's going to be times where we have fear, where we have doubts, uh, where we have sin, but then that's when we need to turn to the Word uh, to, to take up for those um, weaknesses that we have in our faith from time to time. As much as I've spoken about our fear and about uh, the fear of God and the knowledge of God's word that we need to have in life, you know, uh, none of this matters if um, if we're not a Christian. Uh, and, you know, I've spoken about this many times on the podcast. I want to make sure that everybody understands this, that, uh, you know, the, the scripture says that if, uh, if you say that you love the Lord, but you follow not his word, then you're a liar and the word is not in you. And, you know, the word says that we must repent. Jesus himself said, repent or perish. Uh, Jesus himself also said, he who believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He who believeth not shall be damned. So again, I've said this many times over, if you truly love the Lord, uh, if you truly fear for the final destination of your soul, uh, then you would follow exactly what the word says. And if you go to a church that tells you to say a prayer, uh, if you've listened to these TV preachers who've told you to say a prayer and you haven't researched it, uh, then you don't understand that it's not in the scripture. Nowhere in the Bible is anyone saved from saying a prayer. It doesn't exist. Uh, it's in the watery grave of baptism that we meet the blood of Christ. And that's fact. That's, that is scriptural. So if you've gone to a church and you've asked Jesus into your heart or you've said some sinner's prayer, uh, then you're lost right now because of what the Bible says, not because of what Aaron says. Uh, so I encourage you to reach out to a church that preaches the truth. Um, you can reach out to me and we'll find a church. Um, but you know, the script, the, the song says, you know, don't spurn the invitation, uh, before the, the time is over really before, um, before you have no more time to make a decision. Cause we have no idea how much time we have, uh, in this life. We have no idea how many times we can turn away God before it's too late. So, um, please make sure that you make that decision and uh, we'll have another episode coming up uh, real soon after this one about comfort, about all of the things that we encounter, depression, sadness, loneliness, and how um, the Lord can comfort us in all those emotions. So uh, tune in again, and uh, we'll talk more about what God's Word says, not what my opinion or some man says, but what God says about our lives. Thank you, and God bless. Thank you.